bounds. Leaps and bounds. That's right. Bounds and leaps. Hello, everyone. Bounds and beeps. <laughs> Boops and bops. Bips and bottles and boobies and... bibbity bobbity boo Mm-hmm. And, and how about you? Boobies and booby. I don't know. <laughs> so this is... Man, has it been a while or has <laughs> it been a while? <laughs> I was going to say, this is what a podcast sounds like when you haven't recorded for like a month and a half, but... Thanks for sticking with us. If you guys are back, we appreciate it. And we're back, baby. We're back. We are excited yes. to learn. The bitch is back. Yep. Singing. Uh, yep. And right. stuff. I don't really know that song other than that line. So when you were like, I want to sing that song, I was like, okay, Kelsey, take it away. And then <laughs> you just sung the one part of it that I know. I, because um, my range is not quite at that level. So does it go really high? At least the version I'm thinking of because yeah. a kid sings it in in the Rocket Man movie. Um, so I'm thinking like, I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch. But I don't know actually if it is that ooh. high. I am a full-on alto now. Wait. Oh. Hello. Wait, is alto, what are the female? It's tenor. You're not Tenor's a dude. Wait. Oh, honey. Were you in chorus for <laughs> no. 20 years? No. <laughs> I wasn't. So sopranos and altos are female. Gotcha. Okay. Traditionally. And then tenor and bass. Bass. Mm-hmm. I'm a bass. And there's other things in there, I think. There's like a I think there is like a middle range mm -hmm. person and a I I don't really know that much. Mm. Um I still don't know how to read music. Right. Cuz I yeah, was that's just hard. listening. I would always listen to Andrea nice. and sing whatever she sang. Hi Andrea. Hey Andrea. Congrats on your new job. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways, so describe what I'm wearing right now. Okay. Well, a beautiful heather gray t-shirt oh my gosh showing the camera for those who watch our tiktoks and uh instagrams and all that you can see carly's shirt live live and live and in person and in person it's a it's a beautiful heather gray and then mm -hmm. we got a nice would, little rectangle mm -hmm. i would describe it as charcoal heather gray just to, to i know we're getting picture. that specific <laughs> we are that's not the important part. The important part is the rectangle in the center, which houses a beautiful little angelic white ferret. Yes. Around some sunflowers and peonies, perhaps. Yeah. And the purple one looks like um, lilacs, maybe. Perhaps. Um, which was the best, one of the best finds that we had on our recent thrift date. Because yeah. what have we been doing in our free time? Thrifting. Thrifting. I'm <laughs> totally. So we both have different reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm reinventing my style a little bit mm -hmm. by looking for some key pieces that are really bold and exciting. Yeah, just something different. And Carly loves looking for ferret shirts. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> so actually, to be completely honest, I've, I've told you this. I don't really buy clothes at a like, regular store anymore unless it's like socks, underwear, bra, yeah shoot. for a hot second i thought you said that you only buy that secondhand and i was like no 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 no. my no, brain no, no. just went so i'm pretty sure every single thing that i'm wearing right now not including no these socks are thrifted actually but not my bra and underwear every single else everything else i'm wearing is thrifted wow. but but it's kind of because it's really fun number one and also i just like can't fathom spending 
I, I'm so cheap. I'm like such a like cheap. Well, steak. everything. I, I mean, I hate to sound like forty year old, but everything's so expensive no, for these real. days. But like, yeah, I I don't know. A forty I just, year old, as if that's some kind of insult. That's ten years older right. than me. I can't. I can't believe I sound like a forty year old. So so I feel like at this moment I don't like sometimes when I go thrifting I'm like okay I'm looking for xyz whatever right. like i have it so when kelsey and i have gone recently a couple times i'm like there as like a big helper for her so i wasn't really necessarily like looking for because something. i need a lot of help that's also true because th- thrifting has been a recent thing for me yeah i used to hate thrifting oh I as like you a, hated it hate i either love or hate things yeah there's no like in between and that's i just i don't actually hate it right obviously because i'm doing it right now right at this very moment, we are coming to you live from the Goodwill. Hello. Um, but I don't know. Something about, like, I was a germaphobe. Yeah. I was, I'm was i kind of a germaphobe. And since the past two years have been transformational for us all in various ways. But I'm like, I don't care anymore. And right. also the same thing about the price. Exactly. It's just like I can't afford to shop anywhere. Right. Really? And also, like... Um, I feel like everything is like such a cookie cutter no, for thing real. and I want to just be my own thing for real and no, I want to discover real. it on my own and I think that's also why I like it too um, mm-hmm. but but to get back to my ferret shirt which is obviously the most important the thing star of the show that we're trying to talk about I was like looking through stuff for Kelsey I would like pick up a shirt and be like what do you think and then like we just kind of review stuff whatever I just picked up this little it's it's honestly like a little bit too small. It's not. It says medium. It's not quite a. It doesn't look too small. It looks like it fits you perfectly. It's a little small for my liking, but it okay. does it does fit. It's fine, whatever. But I just picked up this little gray shirt, and there was just it was just this tiny. It looks super homemade painting of a ferret with flowers, and I was like, Kelsey, this is the most perfect shirt that I have ever found in my entire life. It was a life. swift movement. You picked it up out of the rack, and you were like. This is coming with me. And then you put it in the cart. It was amazing. It was perfect. I hope that everyone gets blessed by a thrift find of that caliber. Thrifting is 10 Um, out of 10. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. And actually, this past weekend, I went to Old Navy, which honestly, I do really like their jeans. They fit really nice, in my opinion. But I bought... I bought pants. It was like the first time I bought like a new legit b- like new pants. Yeah. 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 I see I am a little snooty about pants cuz you like your Madewell. Jeans. I love Madewell jeans yeah. because they are good and I have like three pairs and I that's all I wear. Yeah. It, are those three pairs? I don't really have any and but, they last but, me. But hey, that's also good. Like you don't need to like Right. That's good because that isn't um fast fashion. You know, Forever 21 jeans that rip after wearing them five times or whatever you know so yeah so uh, remember you and i used to go to fever 21 and like h&m in high school and buy the like nine dollar oh yeah baby we were we were huge supporters of fast fashion before we understood how it went yeah does forever 21 even exist anymore i think they do online but i don't know in person maybe hmm i don't know Uh. couldn't couldn't tell i couldn't tell you (laughs) <laughs> couldn't tell me who are you where are we <laughs> what is what year is this but i am so fucking psyched hell yeah if you don't mind i'm really pumped to learn because this is a subject that i've really wanted to learn about for a long so, time so hold on a second before we get to learning let's tell you about our podcast it's about learning oh do we have to intro the podcast yes i guess we should <laughs> this is brought to you by the letter with carly and kelsey i'm carly and i'm kelsey and this is a podcast where we learn 
about everything from A to Z. In that order. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I was like, hey. Kelsey, that's your that's I your was cue. waiting for the cue. Okay, we're rusty, okay? We, we're rusty. We've taken like a month or so break. We're back at it. We're So give us the grace, you yeah. know? But this give podcast is two best friends. We met in high school. We've been best friends ever since. We laid eyes on each 20, other. And then... 2009? 2008? 2008. Whew, that's I a know. long fucking time, guys. No, 2007. I... Yeah. 2007. Ew, like, well, we're even dying in 2007. Whatever, it's 2009. <laughs> what is that? That was your um, Lumpy Space Princess oh. ringtone or whatever, right? Nope. Oh, maybe mine. that was Maddie's then. Sorry. Whatever, it's 2009. Like yeah. that. But you did have, like, a Lumpy... Sp- you did love LSP, right? No. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm- never mind. I'll cut that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, editing, future Ooh. editing, Carly. Hi, Maggie. Maggie is right under my microphone, so I'm sure we're going to get a lot of, like, Maggie snores. Which is good. Yeah, like, you should be... Yeah, you some should, subtle snoring. You should be so lucky to hear Maggie snores, so yeah. shut up. <laughs> shut up, sit down. So, are you ready to learn, Kels? Wait, okay, but we didn't explain... We didn't finish explaining the podcast. Okay, so, finish explaining. We're two best friends we met in high school. We've been friends ever since. 2008, 2009, what is it, 2009? And uh, we are really interested in learning more about the world, so we are teaching each other about it using the alphabet as a structure. So every episode, we pick a letter in order, and we pick a subject that corresponds with that letter, and we freaking go deep. Yes, and we alternate. So the last episode, Kelsey told me about Mount Everest, I learned a lot about Mount Everest and I learned that it's terrifying and it's like really difficult. And for some reason, I didn't think that it would be as difficult as it was. But you don't think about mountains when you just think mountain. You're not like, oh, that's treacherous. Exactly. Uninhabitable conditions. Right. But, you know, because it's the tallest mountain in the world. Right. So today I'm going to we're on to F. Oh, F. Oh, F. I can't wait to learn about what we got in store because it is unarguably <laughs> one of my favorite subjects in the entire so, world. We're going to learn about the F word, a.k.a. fuck, brought to you by the letter F. I can't fucking wait. Let's fucking go. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of fuck. Yeah, fuck if you words don't like the F word, around. skip this episode. It's not for you. You don't want to hear about it, but you could learn something. Oh and my gosh. We're about to sit down and learn right freaking now. I had such a good time researching this. I was just telling Kelsey how I'm a little bit daunted by the research aspect of our podcast sometimes because it is a lot of work. I'm okay at writing, but it's like not something that comes naturally to me. So I'm always like a little intimidated by it. But I learned so much. And my primary source, which I'm going to tell you guys about, is this documentary that I actually initially watched freshman year of college in sociology called Fuck. The documentary is called Fuck, and it is directed by Steve Anderson. You can watch this, if you would like, at steveandersonfilm.com. It's it's streamable. It's on Vimeo. A little bit difficult to find on Vimeo because it's just called Fuck. There's there's nothing else attached to it. However, this documentary is extremely early 2000s. So to paint a picture for you, it is right after Bush got reelected. 
uh, for the second time. So there's a lot of early 2000s stuff going on. Um, now I know what you, what you may be thinking. This documentary can't be any good. It's actually really good, and it actually has like a lot of famous people in it. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> any documentary t- titled Fuck is automatically yeah. on my watch list, and I didn't know this was watchable extremable, yes. so I'm going to go watch it after yeah. we have this episode. It, it's honestly, it was honestly really, really good. Um, it was definitely my primary source, but, you know, in it is Ice-T. We got Drew Carey. We got <gasps> Alanis Morissette. Oh my gosh, got, you already can't ask for a better cast. We got... Um, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. The author, Hunter S. Thompson. He's the author of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. We have Janine Galfano. I'm definitely saying that wrong. We have a whole bunch of other people. We have a porn star. We have her husband, who's the lead singer of this band called Biohazard. I'm like, amazing. <laughs> There's other people. I'm, I'm like, oh, Bill, Ma- Bill Maher or something. There's a whole bunch of like really well-known people in this okay. documentary titled Fuck. And what's very cool about it is it offers both perspectives. It offers the kind of more, I guess we can say, liberal slash like easygoing view of the word. And then it has a lot of people who are very conservative and very strict and think that it's an awful word and think that it's obscene and so on and so forth. There's someone, I didn't write down anybody's names here, but there's someone and it's like, Susan, blah, 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 or like whatever her name is. And then it gives everybody's title, like they're an entertainer, they're a comedian, they're whatever. Hers just said Miss Manners. So there you go. There's someone that's Miss Manners. I wonder if that's like her business or something. (laughs) It might, it might be like maybe she's like a blogger. I I don't, she had, she also had some of the worst eyebrows I've ever seen. So I did not feel (laughs) the need to look at that. Oh yeah, before this started, Carly was talking to me about the worst (laughs) eyebrows she's actually ever seen in real life. Uh, which I feel like eyebrows are really hot right now. Oh, yeah. I want to try the thing with um, pomade. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah. I use pomade. Really? Mm-hmm. I love it. Do you want to try mine? Yeah. Okay. I have brow gel, but. I love mine. You okay. can literally try it after. Rewind. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Can't oh, wait. my gosh, guys. Carly's about <laughs> to get brows and we're going to live stream it. Just live kidding. stream. All right. Let's get into it. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited because I love this word. The word fuck is a special little expletive. We know it well, and it can be used in so many different ways. It can be used affectionately with fucking love you (laughs) with hostility. Fuck you, man. Or to add emphasis. I can't fucking deal with this right now. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. The present participle of fuck is fucking. It is often used. <laughs> Why am I literally in grammar school? We're right in now? grammar grammar school, right? Okay, at the I'm putting on my grammar school hat. Okay, yeah. So it's often used as an intensifier in a sentence. For instance, this pizza is fucking delicious. It intensifies it. Right. The, it's the, not just delicious. Right. It's fucking delicious. Often, a present participle can be inserted into the middle of a word to further intensify. For instance abso fucking lutely love it right which linguistics actually call this type of word an infix mm-hmm. they termed they termed it side note linguistics is so freaking interesting it boggles my mind mm-hmm. um people study the way of talking and it also is like a lot to do with history and anthropology and like sociology it's just it's just insane anyways moving on <laughs> fuck can also be used as a noun to describe a person or a slice of pizza 
you delicious fuck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All of the references are going to be pizza themed. <laughs> but also, fuck can be used as an adjective, which is a describing word. The crust on this pizza is fucking crispy. Hmm. And of course, fuck can be a verb, which is the most specific of definitions. To fuck, I fuck, you fuck, he, she, it fucks, and so on. The, the act of having sex or cop- copulating or making love or uh, fornicating. Or coitus. <laughs> or coitus. There you go. <laughs> fuck can also be used as an interjection to express anger or discontent. Fuck. This pizza is tasty. That wouldn't be anger, though. Okay. Well, give me better. Fuck. Than... This pizza is disgusting. Okay. There you go. That works. I guess that, that was more of like an intensifying one then, but... Anyways, and finally, fuck can be used within portmanteaus like fugly, which is a combination of fucking and ugly. Mm. (laughs) You fugly slut. Yep, exactly. Hashtag mean girls. As you can see, grammatically and linguistically, the word fuck is amazingly adaptable. It is a magical word that can be used in almost every way in every occasion. And that's why I love it so much. Yeah. And that's why we're here today. So let's talk about fuck. Where because of fucking. Exactly. Where did fuck come from? And what the heck is its impact on this crazy world that we live in? It's pretty big. Let's do it. So the origin of the word fuck is hotly debated. The truth actually is that linguistics don't really know where it like started. Um, it's been around for hundreds of years. And it is probably the most commonly accepted thing is that it's derived from a Latin word Future and an old Germanic word ficken or fucking. <laughs> Love it. Meaning to strike or penetrate, which like people used in slang to mean to copulate or to have sex. Here's a quick timeline of the F word as follows. Fuck first showed up in print in 1475 <gasps> in a satirical poem called Fleas, Flies, and Friars. <laughs> Talk and about you wouldn't F. fucking believe what else. <laughs> the poem includes the phrase, they are not in heaven because they fuck wives of Eli, which <gasps> accused monks in Cambridge, England of breaking their vows and fucking. So that was the first time that fuck has been found in Well, you in know writing. what? That's none of their fucking business. <laughs> in 1598, fuck was first entered into the Italian English Dictionary. In 1837... A woman is charged with obscenity after telling a group to go fuck themselves, which is the first recorded use of that phrase ever in 1837. In 1960, Grove Press, which is a publishing group, wins a court case allowing fuck to be printed in the novel Lady Chatterley's Lover, which was a book that was written over 30 years earlier. So they were like fighting for 30 years to get that word to be like allowed in the book. Oh my gosh. And finally, for a quick history lesson, in 1967, Ulysses becomes the first mainstream Hollywood movie to include fuck. And in 1972, the Oxford English Dictionary finally included fuck in like our widely used dictionary today. Yes, Which I don't know if you did this, but like in elementary school, did you ever get a dictionary? I everybody always immediately like looked up fuck. Did you ever did you ever do it? I don't think we did dictionaries in school, but I do remember stumbling upon it 
in my like at home dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. But I was always so confused by the definition because I didn't understand that fuck meant to have sex. Mm hmm. Well, I just were you knew. too young to even know what sex was at that point? No, I think I definitely knew what sex was. I think this was like either like elementary school or middle school or something. But I was always like, what does fornicate mean or whatever? Oh, yeah. I was like, what is this? You know, so um, anyways, it's a little slice of life there for you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the reasons that the origins of fuck are hotly debated is because it has many, many false etymologies. I admit, actually, that I thought one of these, like, origin stories was true, but it's absolutely not. Oh, okay. Many of these legends claim that the word is an acronym. For instance, fuck was thought to come from Irish law. If a couple was caught committing adultery, the two would be punished, quote, for unlawful carnal knowledge in the nude, a.k.a. fucking. Oh, (laughs) My gosh. I'm just going to get a shirt that says fucking on it. <laughs> so basically they would get arrested or, you know, whatever, and they would be put in the stocks and above them it would write fucking F-U-C-K-I-N. Oh my goodness. <laughs> to like show them the crime that they committed or whatever. I can't handle how much like everybody's involved in each other's lives. Right. Like who, who gives a shit if you catch somebody having sex before marriage literally eat my ass no it's adultery though that's, oh that's adultery yeah. take that shit out never mind <laughs> i don't condone cheating yes but still people are up in their business and it's like so much so to get put in the stocks and arrested for yeah, so like, do we really have to bring the cops into this <laughs> come on so another false story is that during the middle ages the black death drove towns to control human interactions and population growth. They were like, mm-hmm. yo, everyone's sick as fuck. Let's chill for a minute. Let's chill. <laughs> it is said that many towns required permission to hang out or even make babies. Like you had to what? have permission. Oh, my gosh. Therefore, no one could do either without royal permission, which required placing a sign near your house from the road that said fornicating under consent of king which was shortened to fuck this story was printed in playboy in the 1970s and is probably the most known meaning of fuck even though it's like the wrong it's not true and that's what i thought too that's what i thought it meant (laughs) kelsey's mouth is like wide open and disbelief (laughs) it is like the first instance of putting a sock on your doorknob (laughs) Yeah. Like for your roommate. <laughs> but also, why does the whole town have to know you're fucking? Why well, does the king have to know you're fucking? It's not real, so. It's just a fun story. Like, it's oh. it's fun. You know what I mean? It's fucking fun. It's fucking amazing. Maggie, isn't that fun? She agrees, too. Also, we know, we all know, middle finger. This guy right here. Who, Flipping, this guy? This, this oh, dude. Oh, this one? I'm very unnatural at it. It, like, cramps my hand to do it. I have to hold down my fingers. (laughs) Which is also known as flipping someone off, flipping the bird, et cetera, et cetera. It is a symbolic gesture, meaning fuck you, but has also been known to mean shove it up your ass, up yours, or go fuck yourself. (laughs) The gesture dates back to ancient Greece and was also used in ancient Rome. Historically, it represented a wiener, whereas the pointer finger and ring finger next to it represented balls. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All right, Kelsey, your favorite thing. What? Game time. Speed round, though. Speed round. Oh, speed round. Okay. Fuck is a part of many acronyms. Okay. In language. 
Okay. Speed round. Tell me what these are. Ready? Okay, wait. Acronym is... An acronym is what a lot of people thought fuck was. So it's some letters. Okay. And then there's a meaning. So for instance, snafu means situation normal all fucked up. Mm. Foobar means... Fucked up at the bar? (laughs) Fucked up beyond all recognition. Here's an easier one. MILF means... Mom, I'd like to fuck. BFD means... Big fucking deal. BFG means... Big friendly giant. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) STFU means... Shut the fuck up. OMFG means... Oh my fucking gosh. LMF... No... God or gosh, I guess whatever. I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> my parents will literally hang me by my toes. True. LMFAO means laughing my fucking ass off. FFS means for fuck's sake. Uh, oh, give me a second. <laughs> it's I a mean, speed geez. round. Oh my gosh. Big ra- speed round. Okay, okay. GTFO. Get the fuck out. TF. The fuck. AF. As fuck. Bamf. Badass motherfucker. FYVM. FYVM. F for your BM. <laughs> wait, wait. F Y V M. Fuck your very. Fuck you very much. Oh. <laughs> F T W. For the win. Or. Fuck the world. Nice. W T F. What the fuck? W T A F. What the actual fuck? And then one more W T F. Why the face? <laughs> <laughs> that actually works. Uh, Wisconsin Tourist Federation. So. Okay, wait. I thought you were supposed to include fucking every single one of those. <laughs> yeah, I threw two in there as like a little treat. Why do you like to trick me when I can barely do games as it is? <laughs> Anyways, thank you for this participating. This is where I'm supposed to be able to take my bra off, relax. Come on. Sit down with the listeners. You love it. Don't lie. You love it. I love the attention. <laughs> So, in United States history, the use of the F word became more mainstream during World War One and World War Two. Yeah, because no, they were like, this fucking sucks. Exactly. No, like, literally. Yeah. They were like, it doesn't just suck, it actually fucking sucks. It also expanded the use of the word in different ways, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like... If you watch Saving Private Ryan, you know that's not, you know, an accurate military representation of how things were, but they're they're like, you fuck. Like they they use the word in different contexts and stuff like that. Um, military culture means being tough and brave and using fuck to describe and speak to your troops and like comrades or whatever was commonplace. During this time, even though it was like still very taboo, like it was still considered profane and stuff. It was totally accepted if you were in the military with your bros or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just hanging out, you know. The camo dudes. Yeah, the camo dudes. Oh, my God, that's a throwback. (laughs) Reference to our first episode, (laughs) Area 51. Listen to it if you haven't already. (laughs) But shortly after, during the counterculture, many people took a stance against so many of the injustices and things that were happening in the world for instance protesters would hold signs and wear clothes saying fuck war or fuck the draft and walk in demonstrations chanting one two three four we don't want a fucking war due to the sexual revolution during this time the counterculture like i said the women's movement and just a lot of the violence and anger of the 20th century fuck kind of like stood as this like pivotal word for many of the social changes that were happening during this time like it was just used so much more because people were just like fucking mad yeah you know they're they're fucking over it 
It's like an exclamation point. Exactly. It's, it's used to emphasize, like. Yeah, for yeah. sure. One person who changed the way we view curse words, including fuck, was this guy who was a comedian named Lenny Bruce. Oh, yeah. Lenny Bruce. Wait, you know him? Yeah, I know about Lenny Bruce. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've never heard of him until I was researching this. He's fascinating. Yeah. So he was like a very notorious slash famous stand-up comedian in the 1960s. During this time, it was like technically a crime. You could get thrown in jail or arrested um, to use vulgar language in public. Again, eat my ass. Like, who? (laughs) Shut up. It. It's so annoying. It, I, is it the, you know, is it the American dream, the cookie cutterness of everything? Like, is that why? You know what I mean? It's the but 60s. at the same time, you're backing up against this freedom of speech, everything else. It's like, you can't just. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Lenny Bruce was actually arrested nine times and convicted and thrown in jail twice for obscenity used during his comedy routines. He purposely kind of did this stuff. He was like, I feel like getting arrested tonight. Well, kind of. He was he was more so making a stand. Like he was right. he wasn't just saying these things to get people like shocked and upset. He was making points about like social issues and the use of language and freedom of speech, like you just said. Like he was specifically mm. which so many comedians do in such an interesting way, make comments commentary about fucked up shit that's happening in the world. You know, he right. he was doing that too. If it weren't for him, like comedians as we know it today wouldn't necessarily it wouldn't be the same it would not be the same he paved the way for them and um unfortunately in 1966 he died due to an overdose but because partly due to his influence in 1971 it was ruled by the supreme court that the public display of the word fuck spoken or written was protected under free speech like it was absolutely in that year declared that the supreme court damn yeah and isn't that crazy 71 yeah that's not that long ago you know So like my parents were born and fuck technically would be illegal to say in public you could get arrested you know it's like indecent exposure you know same kind of situation interesting uh the the thing that actually spurred that on like i think that lenny bruce had a lot of influence and made people think about it and brought it to a lot of people's attention but the reason the court case that um officially made that is a protester had fuck the draft on Mm. his coat and he got arrested for it and they challenged that and it was deemed that that's free speech you can have fuck on your coat you know yeah so interestingly, comedian George Carlin watched Lenny perform in 1962 and changed his life forever. Have you ever heard of George Carlin? Yes, I have. Okay. I fucking love him. So George Carlin is known for a lot of things, but primarily he's known for the seven dirty words stand-up routine. He describes that as a kid, he had to figure out what words you can never say and ones that you can absolutely not say and even on television. (laughs) (laughs) He goes on and on describing these words that you can say sometimes in certain contexts like ass and bitch because those at times could be referenced to animals. Like technically those are words for animals, but other times when they're used in a more sexual way, you absolutely cannot use them. So I'm going to do an excerpt (laughs) because we can't play it of like my favorite part of his little thing i'm just gonna read it i'm not gonna do nearly as well as him but you know 
have faith. Okay, first of all, believe in yourself. If you, I highly recommend just Googling George Carlin, seven dirty words on YouTube. It seemed like someone was awfully interested in these words. They kept referring to them. They called them bad words. Dirty, filthy, foul, vile, vulgar, coarse, in poor taste, unseemly, street talk, gutter talk, locker room language, barracks talk, bawty, naughty, saucy, raunchy, rude, crude, lewd, lascivious, indecent, profane, obscene, blue, off-color, risque, seductive, suggestive cursing cussing swearing and all i could think of was shit piss funk cut and sucker motherfucker and tits <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> the inflections i was trying to do is kind of what he did too so anyways <laughs> <laughs> i think he did and then well. and then there's a blink 182 song called family reunion it's like shit piss cunt cocksucker motherfucker something turd and twat and they, they just sing they just say those words and that's the song so amazing check it out <laughs> in 1978 on in 1978 a radio station played a recording of george carlin's stand-up special on air <gasps> this is 1978 though because many complaints were filed to the fcc <laughs> they opposed a ban on words that might be considered offensive so up until now that wasn't a thing mm-hmm Television and radio, because they're broadcasted on public airwaves, are the only two places that aren't protected by freedom of speech. So this act was officially put into place on July 3rd of 1978. So a little bit about the FCC. It was established in 1934. As a part of Congress, the FCC regulates all major communication industries in the United States. It is a violation of federal law to broadcast profane or indecent programming in between the hours of 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. In October of 2004, radio host Howard Stern called into a TV show in which the FCC chairman at the time, Michael Powell, was guesting. Stern criticized Powell for deciding what we can and cannot say on the air. Stern called the FCC and Powell hypocritical because the FCC chairman, Michael Powell, is appointed by the president, and Michael Powell's father was Colin Powell, and at that time, Colin Powell was George W. Bush, um, first secretary of state. So there's a little bit of, like, interesting things at play there. Some interesting relationships we have going on, huh? Yeah. Hmm. So... Interestingly enough, the FCC itself, I think this, I had no idea about this. The FCC itself does not monitor radio or television broadcasts. Indecency enforcement actions are based on complaints from the public. So somebody has to be a little fucking tattletale and hear the word fuck on the radio, call the FCC, and then the FCC will go after them. Yeah. That's the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard. The FCC has levied close to $2 million in fines to Howard Stern's radio show, which is the largest amount of fines against any one program at this time in history, a.k.a. the early 2000s when I watched this documentary. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's probably still the case because now... Nobody gives a fuck now. Well, people still give a fuck, but now so much is streaming and paid, so Mm. the FCC doesn't have control over that. Um, I see. And I'll get into that a little bit later. Many critics of Howard Stern. My mom loves him. I've never listened <laughs> to mm, him. I've never but, listened to him. 
Many critics think that the content of his show was pushing the envelope and toying with profanity and, quote, filth on public radio. Like, purposefully, he was... He was pushing, pushing the boundaries a little exactly. bit. Yeah. And he probably was. But, like, so what? So did Lenny Bruce. Like, we all got to do it. Exactly. Pushing the boundaries is how you make progress. Exactly. It's just <laughs> what the progress is. <laughs> all fucking depends, you know? Mm-hmm. So... In October of 2004, Stern announced that he was leaving broadcast radio and taking his show to satellite radio that doesn't have censorship. The FCC currently has no legal jurisdiction over the use of the word fuck in space, which is where the satellites live. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Got him, got him, got him. (laughs) They didn't think that would happen in the 60s, did they? Got him. Wait, when did we land on the moon? Oh, you can't ask me that question. I don't, I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. Should I ask Siri? Sure. 1969, baby. There you go. It was the summer of 69. Whoa. Speaking of singing, in 2003, U2 singer Bono said fucking brilliant on live TV. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, while he and his band were accepting the go- the Golden Globe for best original song. So people were like, ah. So then they were like, Call the FCC now. Yeah. So after the FCC reviewed it, they determined that Bono's use of the word fuck was actually not indecent since it was not used in a sexual context and he was simply using it as an adjective. All right. After many complaints from the watchdog group, the Parents Television Council, which this group claims not to be like a politically conservative organization. However, at the time, like all the political leanings said otherwise, the FCC was like, okay, we'll review the ruling again. Mm -hmm. Even though they already made their assessment. That's what I think. You shouldn't be allowed to double back on. Right. You can't double down. Yeah. Well, they did. So annoying. So unfortunately, around this time, soon after Bono said, fucking brilliant, the infamous incident where Justin Timberlake revealed Janet Jackson's boob on, uh, at the Super Bowl yeah. occurred because of the huge uproar from the Parents Television Council and other groups. The FCC completely banned the F word, which I don't understand why seeing a boob would make them completely. It's because they all screamed, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> so the FCC uh, said. I remember that so me clearly. Too. Dude, uh, me too. And how it. um basically ruined janet jackson's career and it catapulted justin timberlake's yeah. career yeah it fun was fun stuff it was that song's really good though honestly rock your body i'm not gonna lie i mean sure um uh, it's just yeah it's just like a crazy cultural thing that we were both really young when it happened but we still totally remember it yeah. i i absolutely remember it because it was the first time i saw boobs um at, you know really pretty sure how old were we 2003-ish. I was probably in like third or fourth grade. So I was 11? Yeah. Or wait. No, I was probably older than that. I was probably in like fifth grade. I don't know. I'm not sure. Do you want to look it up? 2004. There we go. Man, we are utilizing our girl Siri like nobody's business. (laughs) So the FCC, when they like officially decided to ban the F word, said, quote, Broadcasters are on clear notice. They will be subject to potential enforcement action for any broadcast of the F word and officially reversed the Bono ruling. It's just annoying to me. Like, that's just like, sure, make that rule, but don't reverse the ruling. Right. 
Like Fucking it's done. Describe my face right now. I'm just so mad. You're, it's just stupid. It's just trying to like control a word, a word that was uttered in, w- when someone was happy. It wasn't like fuck you guys i'm fucking killing you all he was just happy like whatever yeah it's an expression of happiness too it's an em- whatever 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 <laughs> so just to back up a slight tad bit here's some quick tidbits of early 2000s history and the group parents television council so in the year 2000 there were 111 indecent complaints received by the fcc 111 that's it Ooh, that's like an angel number. It is. So in 2001, George W. Bush takes office. By 2004, there were 1,068,802 indecency complaints received by the FCC. 1 million? Yep, 68,802. 99.9% of these complaints were generated by Parents Television Council. Which is why I'm saying they're like, we're not political, we're not political, but it seems like the way that the times were in america during that time i don't know sounds like they need a different hobby (laughs) no literally like literally literally so in 2000 there were forty eight thousand dollars in fines levied by the fcc by 2004 the fines totaled you want to take a guess just for just for funsies so what was it to start uh forty eight thousand dollars in the year 2000 so in 2001 it so would be in 2004. Oh, in 2004. I'm going to guess 100 million. Alex. Close. No. It was um <laughs> 7, 928,000. Oh, wait, 100 million. <laughs> I'll guess still still a fuck ton of money, but you know. Wow, am I okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Numbers are hard when I can't see them. <laughs> no, li- no, it's okay. They really are. That's why I always like I'm dyslexic just for numbers because yeah. I like can't I can't I still to this day can't do mental math. Yeah, I also have no concept of money. Like I understand <laughs> money in thousands, and that's right. about it. No, and once it gets beyond that, I don't because I, I've never I would never ever run into that kind of well, money. So didn't we do the episode with the fuck you I'm smarter girls where they're like guess how much a truffle or mushroom or whatever costs and I'm like a hundred dollars and they're yeah. like no you fucking idiot <laughs> yeah it was like so it much was like money. fifty thousand dollars sixty thousand dollars something like that and my little brain's just like you can't possibly pay that much for a, a truffle pay over a hundred dollars for, for a one, mushroom for one piece of food to eat and then it be gone forever because you ate it oh my gosh <laughs> whatever switching over to fuck in tv you may have fuck noticed in tv or fuck in tv fuck anyway whatever it's whatever just, you want fucking tv yeah so i don't have cable you don't have cable right only through my parents there you go well good that's that's how it should be but anyways <laughs> family plan mm, family plan so we don't watch cable anymore but i do remember that ass bastard and son of a bitch were like the only ones that you could use on american cable television which side note hi uli when i was a german exchange student in germany nothing was censored there nothing no music no tv nothing that's amazing i remember hearing like some popular song that i knew on the radio at a store somewhere or whatever and they were just going in on it and it was just like Oh wow! Like this isn't the radio edit. This is yeah. just the this is just the, the version of the song. Yep. Just kind of interesting how how that is. But anywho, the show 
NYPD Blue negotiated these specific words with their network, and they agreed to a maximum of 34 dirty words per episode. That's it. No more. 34 per episode? Per episode. Okay, that's pretty good. So they did this one episode where a character was getting pulled over by, like, the cop main character dude, and he flipped off the detective. (gasps) So the network went, like, fucking ballistic when they saw the episode before the premiere, so it wasn't live yet. Oh, my god! The producer was like, all right, I'm giving you an ultimatum. My character will say asshole 30 times in that scene, or he can just flip him off. So they let him flip. They let him flip him off. Oh, my god! And that, like, signaled that middle fingers were officially cleared for cable television. Nice. (laughs) I honestly never flip people off. Oh, yeah, me neither. It's... I'm more of, like, a... Like, I'm, like, a little, like, to myself. It's, like, a... It's actually kind of funny. I think if someone would flip me off... I would, like, laugh. Yeah. Yeah. If they were serious and they were, like... And I would just be like, who are you? Like, I would do like up. the little like <laughs> and roll up my finger to to meet them. And then That's I'd good. go boop and we touch fingers and then I'd leave. I feel like the last time someone flipped me off was like, I'm not a bad driver at all. I think I'm actually an OK driver, but I definitely, you know, people make stupid things. Yeah, sometimes. we're all human. I did something where it was a green i so specifically remember this it was a green light i was clear to go and i was driving and someone was trying to make a turn on red like at the intersection and i didn't let them go because i had a green light and he flipped me off and i literally laughed yeah i was like what's your problem dude yeah so you're so mad that i had the right of way whatever that's that's (laughs) why i just think i would laugh if someone did that yeah so back in the 70s this little little project if you will called hbo oh i know about hbo (laughs) it actually um was launched in wilkes-barre pa oh which is like north of here they were the first tv channel to allow swearing similarly to like streaming services today because it was not publicly broadcasted and the viewers had to pay and subscribe in order to watch it so therefore they were able to skirt around those skirt skirt censorship laws nice so there's this one show that was like an early hbo show called deadwood and it was infamous for its over like overtly use of fuck it fucking said it all the time oh i gotta watch it on average fuck is said 69.8 times in each episode (gasps) oh my goodness every single episode it's like a westerny show i see Uh um so anywho the my stars <laughs> i think there was in the documentary there was like a lot of mixed reviews some people were like it's annoying like they're they're overdoing it but other people yeah. were like well they could do it so they did it's the wild west who fucking cares like that's yeah. kind of how you know anywho so switching over to movies the super well-known film i've personally never seen it scarface used fuck 182 times and it was a very shocking film at that time for its extreme use of violence and language um it was just even like the clips i saw of it i was like whoa this is a lot um (laughs) (laughs) interestingly enough scarface is actually a remake of a film by the same name 
from 1932. Oh, shit. Yeah. And that film, I guess is the original, doesn't (laughs) use fuck once. Well, is it a silent (laughs) film? No. Oh. It doesn't use fuck once. And it's like portrayal of violence is severely toned down. And we might even say very hokey the way that like old timey things are like, yeah, Shane, give me the gun. Pop, pop, pop. Like, and then like when I guess at the end of Scarface, spoiler alert, he gets shot and killed because like how else could that movie end, right? Well, now I can't watch it. (laughs) But apparently like they show what happens in the more current version. I forget what year it came out. I think in the 70s. Um, And then they show the 30s version and it's just like so fake the way that the one guy just like falls into the street and dies versus like, Yeah. yeah, so anywho. Also, Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers were two extremely successful comedy movies because they, like, pushed the boundaries of censorship with the title Meet the Fockers. Yeah. It actually was one of the most... Meet the Fockers was one of the most successful comedies box office-wise. Really? At the time of its release. So I'm sure that's not true now, but isn't that crazy? I think I've seen meet the fockers once but i've seen meet the parents like a whole bunch and i those movies always have you ever seen them i've seen both of them yeah they stress me out so much because he can never do anything right he just keeps fucking up over and over again (laughs) so of course due to the rise of rock and roll and hip-hop fuck and other curse words found their way into music the parental advisory label was introduced by the recording industry association of america in 1985 so once again not that long ago and adopted by the british phonographic industry in 2011 the parental advisory label is a label placed on music or audio recordings to signify profanity or inappropriate references basically being like hey parents don't let your kids listen." we need one of those (laughs) exactly so in 1988 nwa which is a hip-hop group released a song, Fuck the Police, which described a lot of the strife and anger that many black Americans were faced with during that time and still face today. Because of Fuck the Police, the FBI sent a letter of contempt to NWA's record company expressing disapproval and arguing that the song misrepresented the police. It was the first time that the FBI responded in such a way to a piece of art. Never before this. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that isn't that crazy? I bet they were like, they're like, we're watching you. Wink. No, probably. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's insane. Whatever your stance may be about the word fuck, I consider it a piece of art itself. It can stand for so many things. It can convey so many feelings, and ultimately, it's just a word. A single word can do no harm unless you give it the power to do harm, and that's fuck. Brought to you by the letter F. That was like a nice sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me situation. (laughs) Fuck can't hurt you. It fucks the fucking best. I just think that I obviously didn't talk a lot about like the people who hate fuck except for the FCC and all the censorship stuff. But I just think that it's really stupid because in this documentary, people that were against the use of profane language, they like called people that use it like literally second class citizens like they thought that people who spoke that way were lesser than well and it just doesn't make sense it just doesn't make sense <laughs> well to me. my parents have said like maybe clean up your language so it doesn't sound so uh, you don't sound so uh 
you know. Right. But there's a time and place for everything. You know what I mean? If I'm speaking, if I'm at work or if I'm speaking to somebody in a professional setting or if I'm talking to the cashier at the grocery store, like I'm not going to say that. But if I'm with my friends. Yeah. It's different. It's a thing that I would only use with people I know, you know? Yeah, I guess. Like I I've said like. I've said, I think I've said, like... Or, like, unless it's used in a positive way. Like, that was fucking awesome. Right. Like, that's something that... Right. But, but if you're, but like... still... Because I, like, throw around the F word, like, every other sentence. Yeah. In a IRL. <laughs> well, I'm I'm trying to think, like, I think I'll... I won't say fuck to other people that I don't know, but I think I've said, like, oh, I don't got my shit together to, like the Wawa cashier when I'm like scrambling to find well, my money okay. or something. Well, right, right. I'm not saying fuck to them, but still like, I don't know. I just think it's just words. And I think that I, when I say that I'm kind of being funny too a little bit. So <laughs> it makes the person I'm saying, saying it to laugh maybe, or maybe they're super fucking offended. Well, it's not your fucking problem, <laughs> is it? No, but um, I highly recommend that documentary. It's really, really interesting. Once again, there's like, a lot of things I didn't go Star into. Star-studded. But, yeah. That's awesome. There, it's Good inter- job, Carly. Thanks. Thank you so much. It's interjected with, like, little um, animated cartoony bits, too. Ooh, it's, it's pretty I'm good. I'm loving it. And um, a thing I also didn't go into as well is, like, a lot of people use the argument of, like, we need to have, um, you know, restrictions and laws and stuff against, like, profanity because of our children, which... I just think is like so weird because they're gonna find out and say it anyways like it's not like I just think personally from my perspective that's not the problem right like the curse words are not ever really the problem and I often find that people who are so righteous about curse words are often like scumbags in other ways right it's not really about the word it's more about how you use it and how you treat other people Exactly. exactly and that's just that's a more broad thing but that's i feel like the 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 end game is it's how you treat people but when a little kid was like it like stubs their toe and they're like fuck you're like <laughs> yeah exactly it's hilarious yeah oh yeah. i remember the first time i i think i told you this the first time i said fuck out loud was like in gym class during floor hockey and i like scared myself i like couldn't believe that i like uttered it out loud i was such a little goody two shoes carly i know how could you <laughs> Uh, I don't remember the first time I said fuck, but I know that I've said it a million times since. <laughs> and uh, I just, I, I like the word personally. It's I great. think it's a good word. It It's great. It solidifies my feelings on things. It, uh, I don't know. Like what you said, it's an emphasizer. It's a noun. It's an adjective. It can it's a be verb. used lovingly. Yep. It can be used sexually. It can be used angrily. Yeah. It can be used, yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah. So I love it. I'm here for it. Thanks. I had a good time researching this. It was very interesting. So like I said, linguistics is so fascinating, like culturally why we use a certain word and Mm -hmm. how it got to be there and everyone's panties get all twisted up (laughs) about it. Oh, I hate the word panties. Speaking of words. (laughs) Panties. Panties. What's a word you don't like besides panties? Um, I mean, moist is like everybody's least favorite word, I feel like. Um, coitus uh, also and like anything with the oi in it mm. the doi 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 um, but let's see what word I don't like I'm not particularly a fan of the c word it's not like but I've used it before mm. in 
thoughts and feelings. I guess I can't. I hate pussy more than cunt. <laughs> oh, I hate the word pussy. It's so oh, gross. I don't mind me. pussy. I. I but think also, purpose- I just prefer vulva. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> oh boy! Anywho, good job, Carl. Welcome Thanks. back. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok at By the Letter Pod, or you can email us at By the Letter Pod at gmail.com. Hey, if you count how many times we say the word "fuck" in this episode, and you give yeah. me an accurate count. I will give you a very special personalized piece of artwork. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. You guys should definitely take her up on that. Yeah, but you have to get it right. Mm-hmm. And you have to be the first one. Yeah. Whoa. We'll All see. All right, contest time. Ooh. Or did go. we just make a con- an organic contest? Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We're super excited to be back. And we can't wait to keep learning with you. We can't wait. Have a good day. A day and fuck you yeah and fuck you too fan fucking tastic you guys are the fucking best we fucking love you we couldn't fucking do it without you you fucks you fucks you're so fucking fantastic i fucking love your face i could just kiss it with your fucking face bye bye, bye.